turn to, please be so kind, and that is the Pesach right before Shishi, and that is page 404. 404. 404. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Day of Revelation. Yeah. So, it says in the Chumash, Vayehi koil ha-shefar ma'od. So it's translated as follows. The sound of the Shefer grew continually much stronger. Moshe would speak, and Hashem would respond to him with a voice. That's the literal translation of the Pesach. Now, Rashi explains for us, I'm just going to introduce the You'll see, it's just obvious that the Mephorshim, all the commentaries, seemed bothered. In other words, they all, many different uh, def, uh, tra- definitions are presented here by the commentaries, which, because it seems to be quite obvious, the problem is in the post without even needing to highlight it, etc. Uh, okay, let's go slowly. Now, Rashi, for instance, Rashi says very clearly, uh, now Rashi, because Rashi found it problematic how to translate this, so therefore he introduces, I believe it's a Mechilta, and he therefore follows with the commentary of the Mechilta. The Mechilte, the Halachic Midrash on, on Shmois. Um, Rashi, now the order of the sequence, if you notice, the Aseris Adibris haven't yet begun. It's going to begin at first in the sequence of the Parsha, where Hashem uh, speaks and gives the Eden, the Aseris says, the Aseris Adibris, the Ten Commandments. And nevertheless, Rashi it explains that this Posuk refers to two of the commandments. Rashi says, in other words, to the others besides the two. In other words, it says that Hashem said, So Rashi says as follows. Moshe is speaking. Now why is Moshe speaking? Hashem speaks. Right? Hashem is speaking and saying the Ten Commandments. So Rashi says, Hashem speaks and says two of the commandments. Like it says in the Chazal, the Gemara says, The first two cardinal messages in the Aseris, the first two Aseris of the, of the Ten Commandments, which are the cardinal mitzvahs of believing in Hashem and not, God forbid, to worship idols and the like. So that is, Those two are said by HaKadosh Baruch The others were said, Conveyed to the Ami Yisrael via Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem speaks to Moshe. Moshe speaks to the Ami Yisrael. Now, there are many, many different opinions. If it is so, this is all like all the opinions. And therefore, some of the commentaries uh, deal with Rashi and say, listen, what Rashi says is only limited to certain opinions. Some opinions say, no, actually, I could have said them all. Etc., etc. Nevertheless, Rashi learns that way. And what's the meaning of Moshe Yidaber? And as Rabbeinu Bechaya says, there's something very puzzling going on. There's something really marvelous going on. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks, right? The infinite Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he's speaking for, right, for millions of Eden, right? Excuse me, 600,000 male, adult males, besides <coughs> the women and children, right? So he's speaking to them, he's all around the Har Sinai, so definitely he didn't need the microphone, right? To stimulate his voice, to, how do you say, to... To mag, that's the word. Amplify. I was lo- amplify, yeah, I was looking for those words, and I just, okay, yashikoch. To magnify or amplify the, vo- the voice. 
But Moshe Rabbeinu, when he's speaking, definitely Moshe Rabbeinu is, is Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, it's Moshe Yedaber. <coughs> so when Moshe is Yedaber and he speaks to the other eight commandments, so how is it? It's a Pelagodl, how could the whole of Am Yisrael hear Moshe Rabbeinu's voice? From the Kvad Peh. No, not from the Kvad Moshe is Moshe. Moshe, as much as Moshe is Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Kibbal Terem is Sinai, but Moshe Rabbeinu is a Yelud Isha, right? Even though he was angelic, etc., etc., and therefore he's Dafka the one, etc. Okay, but definitely, besides being a Kvat Peh, they can't hear his voice. And there's nothing to magnify or amplify. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu magnifies and amplifies it. That's what it says in the Pesach. Moshe Yedaber Elokim Hashem Ya'anenu V'koil Hashem substantiates, magnifies the coil of what? Of uh, uh, amplifies the coil of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the meaning of Aholikim. Ya'anenu v'koil. V'koil, v'koil of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ya'anenu al-dvar ha-koil. Al-dvar ha-koil. In other words, this in regards to the coil, in regards to the voice, due to the fact that Moshe's voice is not amplified and magnified, so we need HaKadosh Baruch Hu to magnify and amplify Moshe Rabbeinu's voice. So that's Moshe Yidaber, V'olikim Ya'anenu V'koyl. Moshe speaks and Hashem magnifies the voice of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the definition of this, this uh, posuk. Uh, and like I say, like I mentioned, Mother Mephorshim aren't very happy with it because Rashi takes it out of context because the sequence is Aseris Adibris is thereafter. This is before the Aseris Adibris. Um, therefore, not in vain, the Ramban quotes the Pirush Rashi and he says, uh, uh, even though we know very well Rashi's the Pshat, Rashi says, I come to say the Pshat. So that's the Pshat in the eyes of Rashi. Nevertheless, the Ramban says, it's merely a drash. It doesn't seem to be the Pshat of the Pesach, the simple meaning of the Pesach. And also the Urachayim HaKadosh says that it's not the Pshat. So the Ramban therefore wants to say a Pshat that basically it's the discussion with, between HaKadosh Baruch and Moshe Rabbeinu. It's not something which Moshe Rabbeinu is sounding off to the Jewish people. It's the, the, there's, here is between, speaking of in this context, it's, it's before the, the Aseris Adibras are, are given. It's Moshe Rabbeinu called up on the, close to the top of the mountain. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu has a discussion with HaKadosh Baruch And HaKadosh Baruch conveys to Moshe what he should convey to the Jewish people how to prepare themselves. For, to, to, be, to receive the, to hear the Aseris Adibris. And that's the Moshe Yedabir So he explains it to mean as, uh, as follows. Um, in other words, Moshe Yedabir is speaking to, to HaKadosh Boruchu. He's not speaking to the Jewish people. Moshe Yedabir is speaking to Hashem. Hashem mm-hmm. responds with a loud voice. That's what the Ramban says. Uh, others say... Uh, Etc. And he brings another pshat. And interestingly, the Rechaim HaKadosh brings this pshat and he says, what does the Torah want to convey with this? He says, because it's different if Moshe, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks to, um, uh, uh, so here comes, uh, then the Rechaim HaKadosh introduces another pshat and he says, actually, is as follows, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds to him. And he says, there's a difference if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking initially to Moshe or Moshe inquires and HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds. That shows his greatness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is responding to a query or an inquiry of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Rechaim HaKadosh says, that's another way of looking at it. Moshe Rabbeinu inquires and requests of something of Hashem to, to crystallize something. Hashem 
a response to Moshe, and that's what the Torah wants to highlight, how great Moshe Rabbeinu is, that Hashem is even responding to a, a query of his. Uh, another interesting take, to it. now the Ibn Ezra also has a lot to say on this, I'm just basically conveying that you see the classical commentaries really have find difficulty in, 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 in number one, the, the, the message of the Apostle, and exactly where it fits in, and what the Torah wants to say. Uh, it's just an interesting take of the Rechaim HaKadosh. He says, you know what, Moshe Yadaber, he says as follows. He says, Moshe Yadaber means that Moshe Rabbeinu speaks praise to Hashem. He's speaking now, Hashem is preparing to give the Torah, he's praising Hashem, and he's telling him words of praise, etc. And for that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds uh, in return, etc. So these are words of praise, and not even words of inquiry about Matan Torah. They're not, uh, he's not conveying the, the, uh, any of the Aserah Sadibris, it's words of praise to Hashem, etc. Okay. Wouldn't it have said Palel? Praise? Pray, Palel is prayer. Yeah. He says words of praise. Exactly, excuse me. Yes, the stone edition introduces the Orachim HaKadosh's Pshat. Wonderful, thank you. Yes, and you can read it. Orachim suggests that Moshe spoke in praise of Hashem and he responded with the sound of the shofar, thus signifying his acceptance of Moshe's praises. Thank you. Okay, good reminder. I saw it. I got the saw this afternoon, the stone edition. I have one at home. Mm-hmm. I generally don't use it because it's a little one. It's my son's, but no worries. Without permission. I use it without permission. Okay. Uh, good. Now, I see something phenomenal, remarkable in Targum Yunus and Benazir. You don't have it, but I have it. That's why I have this one. It's in the McCroy's Gedolos. And I'll read it for you. And basically, we know the, the authenticity of the Targum is, yeah, is, is, there's no query about that. There's no question about that. And Yunus and Benazir, one of the Tanoi. Uh, yeah. What is uh, even more interesting is the Mechilta the Rabbi introduces for us. The Mechilta doesn't quote the Targum, he quotes a Mechilta, and we'll come to it. Let me just quote for you the words of the Targum Yonison. Targum Yonison says, V'havok kal shoifra shofara ozil v'sakif lachado Moshe, excuse me, lachado, Moshe hava memal, basically this is a little translation of the first part of the Pasuk. Kel ha-shev ha-holev rechazik okay? The, 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 the voice of the shofar, the sound of the shofar was went on, it was stronger, more magnified, etc. As it went on, then he goes, Moshe have it says Moshe Yidaber, Moshe have a mimalel, is speaking, umin kodam Hashem have a misane, it says what it says in the Bible, alekim yanenu v'kol, okay, Hashem responds or whatever, umin kodam Hashem have a misane. Here we go, bekol, it says in the Torah bekol with a voice, right? So we said, depending, what does it mean? With the voice, Hashem's voice, the voice of the shofar, etc., etc., the different commentaries which we in, just in short mentioned. He says, Bikal noim umeshabach. Moshe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds, Bikal noim, with uh, a pleasant, maybe. Let it be, for, for now at least. For now. For now, let it be. Let it be. Good luck to you. I also thought so. Not after I went through the whole thing. Let it be pleasant. Vikal noim umishabach uniimosomalio. Now there's a lengthy. I mean, he speaks a lot, a lot of words there. Now the 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 the. the in other words, he's s- s- translated that way, right? Hashem responds with a pleasant uh, and praising umishabach or 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 praising. Praising. And a full-fledged, so to speak, uh, uh, in, in, to the fullest degree, so to speak. In the, in the fullest sense of the word. 
of, of pleasantry and, and praise. Pardon? Full praise. Full praise. Okay. So it seems he's saying, um, by, just by the way, you said Nima means pleasant, good luck. It could be it does. And it, how do you translate when it says in the Siddur? We say in the Birch Krishna, I just touched something there. I hope I didn't mess it up. Yeah? Because I don't have any of them, so I don't know how they work. Okay, excuse me for that. We say in the Siddur in Birch Krishna that the Malachim, right? Praise HaKadosh Baruch and sing out to him. And it says, B'sofa Vurura, with a, a clear expression. expression, okay, a pure expression, clear expression. Uveneima, now there are two nuschois, the well-known, I'm, 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 like, I'm scared to say the wrong thing. It's all right, I know what I'm going to say. There's a difference, a known distinction between the nusach Ashkenaz and the nusach Ari and Svarat. That is, in the Nusach, I'll mention first the Nusach Ashkenaz. The Nusach Ashkenaz is Bisofa Vurura Uveneim. Kedusha Kulam Ka'echot. In other words, they, the Malachim speak Bisofa Vurura Uveneim, right? Meaning pleasantly, I believe, possibly. Kedusha Kulam Ka'echot, and they all in unison say the Kedusha to Hashem, and it's equal to say Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. Okay, now the Alter Rebbe in his Siddur, and that's what we do here in the Shul at least, yeah, for those who have a Nusach Harid, that's a Nusach Svarad, which actually the Rabbi Yankiv ended in his Siddur, uh, Siddur uh, of Rabbi Yankiv uh, Emden, the known Siddur, Rabbi Yankiv Emden, Yankiv. Yeah, Shalom. Shalom. Welcome home. Agris. Adank. Okay, from whoever. Okay, we'll shmus in the because, yeah, Sarah. Okay, it sounds good. He knows me. I don't know him. I told him he would. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. You still have to love him. Okay. So we'll, you'll, we'll get there. Uh, excuse me for that. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Uvenima, so the Rabbi Akim Emden says in his sitter, he first says you should say Uvenima, Kiddosha. Kedusha, not uvenima. B'sof avuru uvenima kedusha kolon kiechot. In other words, b'sof avuru uvenima kama kedusha kolon kiechot. That's nusach Ashkenaz. Nusach Ari, nusach Balatanya. Well, the Rebbe is b'sof avuru uvenima kedusha, not kedusha. With a cholom, kedusha. Uvenima kedusha kama kolon kiechot. Einim beim avaimrim biyir. So Rabbi Yankivemnis says that's the preferable way. Rabbi Yankivemnis in a siddur, okay. And that's what we say. We don't need the Rabbi Yankiv to substantiate the Alter Rebbe. Because the Alter Rebbe paskins that way, so that's what we say. Now, what is the Nusach Ha'ari? It's a separate issue now. But that's the Nusach of the Balatania, the Alter Rebbe Siddur. The, nevertheless, the Rabbi Yankiv goes on to say there's another, another Nusach, another text which reads, like we just mentioned, the Nusach Ashkenaz. And he prefers the first Nusach. But he changed, he retracted in his Sefer, Luach Heres. He has a safer on diktuk, on the, the grammar of the Siddur and the Nusach HaSatvila. There he retracted and there he holds that you should say, Bisofa Vururo Venima, Kedusha Kolom And 
you'll take out different sidurim with commentaries, known, the known, well-known, universally known sidur, oitzer, atzvilas, but there are many different commentaries, and they have references to rishonim and achronim and commentaries, so they're, they're already introduced from different rishonim, from the classical uh, rishonim, uh, some say, uh, the different texts introduced in the Beis Yosef and Simon, uh, yeah, I think it's Simon, I can't recall now, it's possibly Simon Numbez or Simon Numbez, I don't remember offhand, where there they say, some say, besofa verura uveneima, and some say, That's the Nusach Ashkenaz. And they say, other Mephoshim say it's problematic. Because if you say in the Chechenov Siddur, Chechenov was a big going, so he has a Siddur called Sloysa Davron, and the Wurdigers over here, the Wurdiger family, are descendants of the Chechenov, Stammen from the Chechenov. He was a Ravlando, a greater going. And I got the, obtained the Siddhartha Slaysa da Avram. I paid for it. Did I pay for it? I don't remember. It's going back about 30 years ago. If, in Melbourne, 25 years ago, 30 years ago in Melbourne, I obtained it from Yirmi Goldschmidt via the Werdiger family. The Siddhartha Slaysa da Avram. It's a Gvaldik of a Siddhar. So over there he brings the two Nuschois. And he's, he prefers the Nusach, which the Ashkenaz say. But he brings the Nusach of the Balatanya. And he says, according to the other Nuschois, we should have said, Besafa Verura. Vinneima, not ubinima, okay, whatever. I'm just trying to say, so you know how the Siddur is translated, the ones, in our Nusach, our English Siddur is translated by Rabbi Mengel, he was, in, he was in Australia many years ago, right, a couple of years ago, whatever it is, from, you know, a child survivor, etc., you know, uh, eloquent speaker. So Rabbi Mengel translates in his Siddur, uvinneima kedosha, with a sacred melody. Uvinneima. Get it? Just going back to the Neima of Targum Yonism and Uziel, where he says it's Beneima, so Beneima may mean, if it's, I believe, it could be, it will depend on how you try, how, where it fits. If it's Besofa Verura Ubeneima, maybe it would mean Besofa with a clear uh, expression, right? Ubeneima, pleasant, pleasant, with pleasantry, whatever, right? Pleasantly. Or if it means Besofa Verura Ubeneima Kedosha, so then it's translated with a sacred melody. Okay, whatever. But you'll soon see. So we're going now to the, we're dealing with the Pasuk, right? Just a short review for the guest. Uh, yeah. Uh, where it says in the Chumash, so we introduced the different commentaries of the Mephorshim. And then we come to the Targum Yonison. Targum Yonison seems to translate that Hashem is responding with the Koil Noim, right? And we're wondering what the Noim means. He responds with a pleasant voice or with a, with a, with a, with a voice of melody. And here we go. The Ragachover introduces... The Ragachover introduces... A mechilke, right? Which is the halachic midrash of, of Chumash Mois. And the couple of commentaries I have on the, on the mechilke at home, not many, but as, for instance, the Malbim, as, for instance, the Nitziv, Mivaloshin, uh, and, other, and others, the Slonim, Rebbe, one at Beis Avram, I think it was called. So he has a Pirush uh, uh, Be'er Avram, if, if it's called, if I recall correctly, on the mechilke. I looked in all these commentaries, none of them have anything to say about this, the language of the Mechilta, and the Rogachover is unique. Not just he comments, and he gives a commentary, and he explains what the Mechilta is talking about, but he says something so novel, and so revolutionary, and so remarkable, that it's possible, unbelievable. Here we go. And Pshat, Gewaldige Pshat, Unbelievable. 
Here we go. So now in Yisrael, let me just read for you the Halachic Midrash, which it seems to coincide more or less with what the Targum Yonison says. It says in Mechilta as follows. It says, Matalmud Loimer Moshe Yedaber. What's the meaning of Moshe Yedaber? Or what does it say? Allah, this teaches us, Malamet, Shanosna, Kadosh Baruch Hu, Koyach, Gvura, B'Moshe. Hashem strengthened and magnified Moshe's voice, like Rashi quotes, what we, we quoted from Rashi, from the Mechilte, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu supported him and helped him and uh, substantiated his voice. Then it says, listen to what it says in the Mechilte. Now I've seen different ways on how to read it. Now it's either read this, I'll read it the way it's introduced here, it's loved after from the Rogat Shavar, it's the, it's the publisher. It says as follows, Ubineima Shehoya Moshe Shoimeya these are words of the Mechilta from the Tanoi. With Neima. With with, we don't know what it means. It says Neima. Now we explain, that's why we just introduced the period, the Siddur. Neima can mean pleasant, pleasantry. Or Neima can mean with melody. Okay, Baal. Pleasant melody. fair, beautiful. Kenzai. Ulai, maybe. We'll soon see how pleasant this melody is. We'll soon hear. I believe it depends who's, who's singing. We'll soon hear. And with the Neima, the way he received it from HaKadosh Baruch so in the same tone and the same fashion, in the same form and fashion, he, he let the people, he conveyed it to the Am Yisrael. Therefore it says, Moshe Yedaber. Moshe speaks, so this, this is a special type of coil, which is a coil shell ni'ima, basically this is what the Targum Yedison says, and Moshe Rabbeinu hears this from, the, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he's Hishoimea b'ni'ima, and he's Mashmiel Am Yisrael b'ni'ima, and this is what the Torah writes, a special posse to convey this message. So the posse is not out of hand. There's a special posse in, written in, in Teresainu HaKadosha, that you should know, Moshe Yedaber Rolikim Yananu it's a new message. What's the message? Moshe Yedaber Rolikim Yananu V'Koyl is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking to Moshe B'Neima, and this is what he is, and this is the same, in the same form and fashion, he's Mashmir Tam Yisrael B'Neima. What are we talking about? So the Rogat Shavar says, you have something to say? Says the Rogat Shavar, Adover Niflo B'Yosem. The Gemara says in Mesichta Erechen, the Gemara says, Nish Punkt, Ababald. The Gemara says in Misichta Erechin, Daf Yud Aleph Omod Aleph. As follows. The Gemara says, the, the Mishnah says that the Levim, and it's known, right? The Levim were, had, had a point, they were appointed to do different jobs, different positions. Appointments in, uh, uh, in the Mishkan and in the, the Beis Amigdosh. And they were, some were either Shoimrim did the Anagad, some were Meshoirim and they did the song, right? And some. Uh, Wash the feet. It's the Koyen, they did the had to wash the feet. Okay, let's go on. Uh, and, 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 and others, no, 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 singing. And, uh, and, right, and the Noel did losses, to open and close the gates. Okay, ended, let's go on. Now, the, the Mishnah speaks, of, we'll talk about the Mishoyurim. The Gemara says that there were two types of, 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 of Mishoyurim. There were those who, there were, there were musical instruments. In other words, when the Levim sang, Together, what accompanied them, there was a symphony, there, was, there, there were musical instruments which accompanied their song. Now, the Mishnah says that the ones who used the musical instruments didn't dafka have to be koyanim. There are three opinions in the Mishnah, and one opinion is that even the koyanim had avodim, 
The slaves of the Kainim were able to use the musical instruments to accompany the song of the Levim. Another opinion is that the Yisraelim, they were the Israelites, did uh, use the did uh, use the musical instruments to accompany the Levim. And another opinion is uh, the actual Levites used the musical instruments. Good. And the Gemara explains these three different opinions. Finished. Now, after the Gemara concludes with that, the Gemara goes on and queries as follows: The Gemara says that according to all opinions, Iker Shira Bepe, when the this that the Levites, the Levim, sang when they did the pourings, <coughs> when the, 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 the public sacrifices were brought, right? The Karbonos Sibu were brought on the Mizbeach daily, right, etc. And also on the Yom Tovim and the Chagim, etc. And when they did the pourings, the, the libations of the wine on the Mizbeach, so that's when they did their singing, the Levim, on the, yeah, on the Ulam. Says the Gemara, Iker Shira Bepe, the main uh, uh, this that Levine have to sing is not with instruments, they have to sing actually uh, with their lips. Okay. With their lips, how do you say the pair? They should sing with their mouth. Okay, with the pair. And the Gemara has, I didn't count how many psukim, but the Gemara has this. It's, it's an interesting thing. Nowhere is it explicit. There are dafka psukim which speaks about the Levine that they're using instruments. But there are no clear-cut, specific, explicit psukim telling us that Levim have to actually sing with their mouths. And the Gemara goes on to bring, I would say, approximately 10 different opinions in the Gemara and Dafyudalaf Amudalaf and Amud Beis, where we find that we should need to have the Levim sing with their mouths, do the regular singing, okay? And it's Iker Shira Bipeh. And that's Minhatur, it's Ma'ak of the Korban. If they don't sing when the Korban, the libations are brought, so it's actually a problematic for the Korban. It's a conditional, the Korban's conditional, the, the libations of the Korban is conditional on the singing. So it's part and parcel of the Avedis and Korban, is definitely. On the Roman Paskins, Iker Shira Bipeh, in their Hilfus Kleh Abigdash, Perigimel, Aloha Gimel, it's very clear, even though, by the way, the Taisvist in the Sikhti Kedush, in the beginning of the fourth parak, brings a Toysmus and a Rashi, that it would seem that Iker Shira Bekeli, the main aspect of Shira Menatoira, is Dafka with, with, uh, with uh, uh, instruments. instruments and not Bepeh. But the Rambam, it's bepeh, the halacha is that it's Bepeh. Wonderful. So there are just approximately about ten different verses quoted in the Gemara <coughs> from different, ten different opinions, approximately. Count them, I didn't count them, as I mentioned, I said it again. Okay, where the Gemara brings, introduces Psukim where we have a remez, so to speak. That it alludes, the Pasuk, the verse alludes to this, that the Levites have to do the singing. Finished. One of the psukim are as follows. It says in the Torah, Moshe Yedaber, that's on the bottom of the page, in the Erech and Dafidalaf Amadalaf, Moshe Yedaber v'ho Elohim ya'anenu v'kol. Not the pe. No, no. V'kol means with the sound, the voice. Kol. Voice. So he quotes the psukim before Matan Torah. Moshe Yedaber v'ho Elohim ya'anenu v'kol. So basically, the Gemara is asking in queries, like the Mephoshim ask, what is this Ya'anenu Vikoil? This Vikoil seems to be superfluous, miuter, extra. What's the idea? If to take, learn the Pasuk simply with me, Moshe speaking, and Hashem substantiates his voice. What's the Vikoil? So the Gemara says, Vikoil, Vikoil says the Gemara, Al Iske Koil. The Gemara takes this word Vikoil at the end of the verse and says, you know what Vikoil is alluding to? Al Iske Koil. This is referring to the song, to the voice, to the voice, the coil of song. Says Rashi. What are we talking about? Moshe is a levy. Correct? 
He's a Levite from the Levites. He's a Levite, right? And he's appointed, what was he appointed as? As one of the Levites, he was a Meshoyerer, says Rashi. He was one of those who did sang the song in the Beis Amigdosh. He was a Meshoyerer, okay? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says this individual in the Shas, right? The sage of the Shas says, Where do I know from the Torah that we have to sing the song of the Levites after sing the song? We know it from this Pesach. It says, That Hashem is commanding Moshe Rabbeinu to sing this song as a Levi. Where are the best of English when you have to sing it? About the libations. Finished. So from this, we have alluded that a lady sings the song in the Beis HaMikdash. Yafet. Now, the Torah Tamima, when it comes to this Pasuk, you know, he introduces the Chazals, the different words of the Chazal on the Pasuk in, in this parasha, and he says, you know, I've told you time and again that the, most of the, many halachas of the Torah are, are, are from Sinai, definitely so. But the psuk and the verses which are placed near the different halachas are merely a remez, merely a hint. Merely, it's sort of fine to, that this, the verse alludes to the halacha. But really, it's very, very unclear and it's not explicit in the posik. And he brings this as a for instance. He says, look, this posik is speaking about Levian. This Pasuk is talking about the song in the Beis HaMikdosh. We're talking about Matan Torah. We're talking about Chris, the Aseris Adibris, before and after the Aseris Adibris, right? So what are we talking about all of a sudden, out of the blue, about the Levites, about singing on the Korbonis, by the libations? So it's merely a remez. It's only a hint to this general deed. Finished. Yafet, Torah, Pimah says it, yeah. I want to tell you something. One thing's for sure. The Rocket Shabbat surely didn't look like the Torah to me. He's very serious about this Gemara. Very, very serious. And also... His, his colleague, who was, uh, anyway, older than him, Rabbi Meir Simcha, in his Rabbi Meir Simcha of Dvinsk, uh, published in the Chidushi Rabbi Meir Simcha, uh, in the last 25 years, they found manuscripts from Rabbi Meir Simcha of Dvinsk, and it's published in two volumes. So in the second volume, in Simonun Beis, and there it's a collection, it's a reprint from, an, from a letter which Rabbi Simcha wrote to his son-in-law, who was one of the biggest G'dayli, he's the biggest Lomdim, who has correspondence with Rabbi Menachem Zembe in Varsha. So Rabbi Simcha writes to his son-in-law, and he says as follows, this that you inquire with me, if the song of the Levites in the Beis Amikdash, does it have to be done Veloshan HaKodesh? Must it be done in Hebrew? What happens if you want to sing in English? Felt Shane and Nagunim in English? Are there in other languages? Or must you sing that? I don't want to. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Feltish, there's enough beautiful songs, the right? La the, the, the Beatles? No, the Babylon song Whatever, etc. Yeah, yes. Felt Nagunim, Asak Shane and Nagunim. Ich weiß was. Yeah, classical music, Valdiga Sachen. If you're allowed to listen to them, it's a separate issue. Okay? For health reasons, it's definitely allowed. Okay, good. The Iker, Halya. So, does it have to be Velosh and Kodesh? That's what the, the yeah, Rameer yeah, yeah, yeah. asks him. So he says as follows. He says, you know, according to the opinion of the Gemara, who derives it from this posuk, it definitely, the song in the Besamikdash has to be in the Hebrew language. 
right? Baloch and Kodesh in the holy tongue, in the holy language. Why, says he? Because the Gemara says in the Sikhta Saita Daf Lamed Gimel, says the Gemara as follows. The Gemara says that when they read the, 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 the section of Bikurim, when they brought, today is to Bishvat, when they brought the first, the, the, the first harvest, right? Of the, of the seventh of the, set of the species, which Eretishol is blessed with. So they had to, they had to uh, say the parshas bikurim. They had to read the section of the Torah of the Bikur, which relates to the to the to the those uh, first the first uh, harvest of the fruit. So, <coughs> so the Gemara, the Mishnah says it has to be said baloshen hakodesh. Says the Gemara, why? Because it says uh, it says va'onu uh, whatever the Gemara says it says the expression va'onu, and by the Levim, when the Levim are are are, are blessing on har grizim and har evil, so it says there va'onu halevim. So just like the Levim is Balosh and HaKadosh in Hebrew, the same goes for the Parshas Bikurim, says the Gemara. And how do you know the Levim have to be Balosh and HaKadosh, says the Gemara? As you call, call me Moshe. It says, coil by the Levim, by Hargurizim and Harevel. And it says, coil in the Torah of the Holy King, Ya'anenu coil. So this coil is definitely Balosh Nakodesh, because HaKadosh Baruch who gave the Torah, created the Torah of Balosh Nakodesh. HaKadosh Baruch gives the Torah of Balosh Nakodesh, etc. So Bamela, the coil here is Balosh Nakodesh. Bamela says, Ramir Simcha, you see from the Gemara clearly, in Daflamid Gimel, that we derive from this passage, it has to be Balosh Nakodesh. Bamela itself understood that according to the opinion of Mesichta Erchin, that the song in the Beis Amidish has to be, is derived from He, so it has to be. It, with the holy tongue, Beloshna Kodesh. So what do I see? Just by the way, from Ramei Simcha, it's not merely a remez, as the Torah seem to want to learn. That we just found some hint in the Torah for this passage. No, we're actually deriving halachas, halachas, based on this. Number one, that we actually have to sing in the Mesabikdash, and there is criteria. In other words, it, it is, there's a, a, a halachic guidelines on how the song is meant to be. Beloshna Kodesh, because it's derived from this passage. Now, if it was merely something which we're leaning on, or finding a passage which alludes to it, and it's not really derived from here, so how can you say, it, nothing obliges us to say it has to be Balash Nakedish, but if we're saying we're actually learning it from here, and it's a Drosha Gemura, so therefore everything goes along with it. Okay, end it. Hello. Listen. Listen. Get ready. Listen to what the Rugged Trevor says. So I'm just going on. I the Rugged Trevor, you'll see how serious Rugged Trevor is. You know what the Rugged says? Where did he get Basically, what the Rugged Trevor is bothered with his fellows. Vikunta, like we mentioned a moment ago. We're deriving that we have to sing in the base of Migdosh. Levim have to sing in the base of Migdosh from what? From a, a posseg in Matan Torah. Now, if you take a look at all the psukim, most of the verses in the Sikhta Erech and Dafyadalef, just about every verse deals at least, at least with song. The context of the verses introduced in the Shas Mesechta Erech deals with voice, song, instruments, something, melodies, right? And based on that, the Gemara says it's referring to the Levim, to the Levites in the base of Migdosh. Now this prospect has nothing to do with anything like that. Nevertheless, the Gemara seems to relate this to that. Connects the song and the Levim and the Beis Amigdash to the Matan Torah. What's the connection? What's the connection? And then he brings, he brings to our attention another Gemara. The Gemara says in Mesech Tebrochus. Says the Gemara as follows. The Gemara says in Mesech Tebrochus that when you are reading him, basically this is a giver, a given. I mean, he's, he's basically making clear what we're talking about. The Gemara says that when the, the Torah reading is done, right? So in the, in the days of Ezra, right? In the days uh, of the Talmud, before the Talmud, etc., right? So the Kriya Torah was done, right? And there was a metargain. There was a fellow who translated. There was a Pasuk read from the Sefer Torah, right? The Baal Kaira is reading from the Sefer Torah. There was a fellow who was standing beside him, and he was facing the crowd, and he's translating the Hebrew 
into their spoken language because in order for them to know what, what was just read. It's not done nowadays, but so it was done when it was done. And the Gemara tells us regulations, rules, guidelines, how it should be done. And the Gemara says that the one who is reading from the Sefer Torah and the one who is translating have to always read and translate on the same tone. One shouldn't speak louder than the other. It says the Gemara, how do you know that and where is it derived from? It says the Gemara is derived from here. It says in the Torah of Ahal, says the Gemara, shel Moshe. It's talking about, and the Torah and others discuss it exactly. But whatever the case is, we're talking about the Kriyas Atura in public. There's a Metargim who's translating it, and we derive from this Pasuk. So here again, what's going on is, so that's at least closer to this. We're talking about Hashem's giving the Torah, Meshra Avenu is giving it over as, a, as the, the Memutza, so to speak, the Shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mosh Kibbal Torah Misinim, Yeshua. So therefore, we can understand when we derive Halachas, but the Rosh introduces this Gemara in addition to the Gemara in Misich Erechim. Guess what the Rogachover says? The Rogachover says as follows. How do we derive and what is the connection of the song of the Levim and the Besamikdush to the Matan Torah? Is as follows. You know, everything was given by Matan Torah, right? The Torah Shabiksah and the Torah Shabal Peh. And, well known, the Rambam says a very novel thing in his opening remarks, in his ex- first expression, in the Hagdom and the preface to the Sefer Yad HaZoka. He says, in other words, there were no two stages. There was first a Torah Shabbat and then there was some time later where there was the oral Torah. No. When the Torah Shabbat was said, everything was said at that same moment, immediately, just about, right, simultaneously, says the Rambam, the Chiddush God of the Rambam. It was given like a tchila with its translation, with its definition, with all the things, whatever the Torah Shemiksav comes along with. So when the Anoichi Hashem Alokecha was said, everything came along with it. Whatever it entails, whatever it contains, the, 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 the oral definition, and anything else which comes along with that. You know what the Rabbi says? When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he's saying, Anoichi Hashem Alokecha, or he's saying the other Aserah said Debris and he's passing it on to the Amish or whatever. Depending on the different opinions, who said what said, who said what. He's saying it to him in piske time. With a tune. What tune? Now we know there is the Torah Shabbat the written law, take out a safer Torah. But the written law, the Torah Shabbat has no vowels, has no definitions, and has no tunes. No, 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 kudas, that's no vowels. And has no trop, has no tunes. Correct? Now, the Torah Shabbat, the oral law, is in between the lines. But it's not there, it's not written there, right? But nevertheless, when Torah Shabbat was given, in, incorporated in that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said what he said, and in that, he said everything was given over. Misina. Everything was given to Misina. Everything. So even the Torah Shabbat Peh, meaning the definition, the, 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 the oral definition, translation, the Pirush of the Torah, and what is incorporated in Torah Shabbat Peh is, num- is number two. Also, the Nekudos, the vowels, is incorporated in that, right? So when Hashem is speaking to Moshe, He's saying the words and He's also expressing the vowels. 
the letters, right? The, 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 how they're meant to be pronounced. The pronunciation, correct? And also the tunes. Because the piskei taimim, that's the lotion of the Gemara. The Gemara in Mesichten Adorim Daflamet Zayin. Says the Rogachover, that's the lotion, piskei taimim. And this is found throughout the Shas. In Mesichten Adorim Daflamet Zayin, says the Rogachover, and also Mesichten Begilet Dav Gimel. Piskei taimim, says Rashi, taimei negino. The trop. The tunes, or how we read there, by the Kriyas HaTorah, these tunes are according to the halacha in the, in the, in the context of, uh, in the, have a criteria of Torah Baal Peh. Torah Baal Peh. Therefore, you cannot write the tunes in your Sefer Torah. You cannot write your vowels in your Sefer Torah, etc. And it makes the Sefer Torah invalid, and invalidates the Sefer Torah. But it is all part of, part, part of Torah Baal Peh. The Mele says, the Rabbi Shavar when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking to Moshe Rabbein, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, Kol Kula, in Piskei Taimi. Right? With the tunes, with the trap. What does he say to Moshe Rabbein? Here we come to the Gemara Nerechin. The Gemara Nerechin says, you know, how do I know that the Levim have to sing? Says the Gemara, I derive it from where? From this posuk. Moshe Yedaber Vaholikim Yanen Nuvakol. And the curl means at least get curl. So what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Says the Gemara, what is alluded here? We derive from here that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Moshe Rabbeinu to sing. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Because when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he's saying to him the Torah with the trap, with the tune, he's basically telling Moshe Rabbeinu, you are a levy. And you not just have to be mekabal of the Torah and all of the Torah, which incorporates the vowels and the definition and the tunes, etc. But you specifically, as a levy, have to sing in the Beis Amikdosh. In Bemela, therefore, I'm telling you now the words with the tunes. You should know the tunes. How to sing in the Beis Amikdosh? Says the Rogat Shavra Niflo. And we spoke about this one at some stage. When we say Ashir Shahoyu so the Gemara says in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah, every day had its chapter, what section they should say, Sunday, Monday, that's what we say. They said this section of the Tilim. And the next day they said this section of the Tilim, etc., etc., and it changes according to different situations, etc. What? The Gemara says Ashir Shahoyu How did they say it? They just read it? No, they sang it. What song? Fiddle on the roof? What song? Tell me what song V. Rufman does. The trope. The one that Kodesh Baruch Hu gave Moshe? Piski Taimim, says the Rogachov. That tune, in Piski Taimim, because just like there are Piski Taimim, Fihastis for, for Teresh Mikzah, for Chumish, there are also Piski Taimim for the Novi. From the Vim Uksuvim, as it's brought in the Rishonim, he brings to our attention a Toisvus in Mesichta, in Mesichta of Abashra Daf Yudalit, where based on a Gemara in Mesichta Megillah, the Gemara says, "Vayovinu b'mikra." Says the Gemara, "What does Vayovinu b'mikra mean?" Elu piskei taimim. Why? Because piskei taimim, the trap, right, the tunes, give us an understanding of what. Definition of the Pasuk is. If you take a look, right? And that's why we find he brings the Gemara Mesechta Chigiga Davov and throughout the uh, Rashi in, in Zvachim Kufta Zayin, etc. Tens of Gemaras where we see that the Piskei time in the trap, if you know where to stop, the commas and the, and the Esnachtos and the Pashtos, etc., without looking in Rashi, you can figure out the meaning of the Pasuk. So that's the idea of the trap. 
That's why Yovino Bemikrael Piski timing. Okay, so I'll call upon him. Now we can appreciate what the Rogan Trevor says. Now we can understand. Hello. Dirike, let's go back now to this Mechilta. Says the Rogan Trevor, that is the Pshat and the Mechilta. Ba'oisoik ubeneimo. Shohoye Moshe Shomeya. Moshe Rabbeinu heard the words of HaKadosh Baruch of the Torah, but he heard it Bineima with a melody. Not just pleasantly. He heard it with a melody. He heard it with Piske Taimim. HaKadosh Baruch was a Balkoira. And that's exactly what the Targum Yunusim may mean. That we're talking about Piske Taimim. And this is what he's conveying to Moshe Rabbeinu. And why Dafka to Moshe Rabbeinu? Because Moshe Rabbeinu is a lady and here HaKadosh Baruch is commanding him that you should eventually sing in the Beis HaMikush. Here he says an interesting thing. <coughs> That even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu, now the Gemara says, there, 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 there are two opinions in the Sichta, Nedor and Daflamet Zayin. Are Piske Taimim Mida Oraisa or Mida Rabbonu? In other words, definitely, Torah Shebek Sav is Mida Oraisa, right? Biblical. But are Piske Taimim biblical or not? So there's an opinion that says it's only rabbinic. Says the Rogat Shabbat, don't be mistaken to learn that when the Gemara says it's either the Oraisa or the Rabbonu, the Rabbonon doesn't mean to say it's not from Sinai. It's definitely from Sinai. There's no question it's from Sinai. In other words, and that's exactly what we're saying. Piske, time will convey. The question is, he says a Givaldic thing. It means as follows. But what's with it? So why do we say it's the Rabbonon? He says it means as follows. For Moshe Rabbeinu, it's Midor Aysa. Moshe Rabbeinu was a lady. So HaKadosh Baruch tells him the Torah with the tune because he has to know what he's to do. Because it's incumbent upon him, Midor Aysa, to sing the Mesa English. So therefore he has to know the tunes with all rice. But because the rest of the Amishrod aren't living. So the Piski time we were given at our Sinai. But for us it's not incumbent Midor Rice biblically for us to read with the trop. It's merely with the Rabbanon because we're not living. So that's the meaning that it's the Orice of the Rabbanon. Not God forbid it's not from Sinai. That's one way the Rogachover approaches it. There's another place where he speaks that really when it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving it over B'neimo, and Moshe Rabbeinu is passing it on to the Am Yisroel, it would mean as follows, because the Gemara says in Daflam Ches, as follows, the Gemara says that really when HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah, he gave it to him personally. And Moshe Rabbeinu was kind and gave it also to the Jewish people. Says the Gemara, how can you say so? He, the Gemara quotes Psukim, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu to pass it on to the Jewish people. He's not just giving it to Moshe personally. Says the Gemara, it's based on a Psukim. It says, Psolacha, Ksovlacha. Psolacha, Hashem says you should knock out and prepare the, 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 the tablets. And it says, Psolton, whatever it's all, it's a personal thing. So, it's, so, so it says, Ksovlacha, the same expression. You should write and inscribe on the tablets. It's also a personal thing. So the Gemara says it's personal. Says the Gemara can't be. The Gemara disputes that. The Gemara concludes that you know what's personal? The pilpul of Torah. The pilpul of Torah, that means all the ins and outs, the depth of Torah was given personally to Moshe Rabbeinu. But the whole of the Torah was given to the Am Yisrael. Now Rosh, the, the Rosh, he quotes a Rosh. The Rosh says, it's based on the Ksav So what does that mean? The Oymek, the depth of Torah, the hiddens of Torah are found in the letters, in the letters and how they're written. And in their vowels. And the Rogachov extends it to say, also in their tunes. In other words, the Chumash, Gives you or tells you a message. But anything, the style of the lettering, right? The vowels, right? The pronunciation, the letter, the style of the vowels. And also the tunes, those are all, so to speak, the hidden parts of the Torah. That's the Ksav Lecho. This is what I call the Gives only to Meshur Rabbeinu. Meshur Rabbeinu on his own gives it all over to the Am Yisroel. So that's the meaning that whatever Meshur Rabbeinu hears, he's Mashmiel Am Yisroel. And because they're commanded in it, it's Meshur Rabbeinu's own doing, as the Gemara says in the Sechna Another place, another, another response, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing. Another response, he seems 
seems to learn as follows, that really all the Jewish people had a status of Levim, Bishas Matmutera, it's just they lost it. They were degraded after the Cheta Ego. And it will be returned to them when Mashiach will come. And he has a lengthy exposition on that in Mesech the Sanhedrin of Tzadik Aleph, and in Shalos Etruvis, Yerushalayim, and in and in other places, many of his forum, etc., etc., elaborated on. Uh, that's an, another way of learning of Moshe Rabbeinu. Here's the Piski time from Akadosh Baruch Hu. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu. Really, were on the same status as Moshe. They're all of him. Uh, and then the, the last one, which I believe is based on this uh, response I just obtained last year, and that is, he seems to say that even though it, the, the, the the, the gist and the, the, the bulk of the, of the tunes are relating to Levine, but nevertheless, even the Am Yisrael also needs some of that. And, and, and they get half part of that. And that is when the Jewish people bring the Bikurim to the Beis Amikdosh, it says that it has to be brought with song and, and, and melody, etc., etc. And they say, etc., different passages they say from the Tulim. So basically, he's saying, so for the Moshe Rabbeinu and the Levites in the Beis Amikdosh, it's established and it's set up by the Korbonis Sibur, by the public sacrifices, and there's a set time for it. So that's given to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Am Yisrael also have, so to speak, an expression of that. And that is what Moshe Rabbeinu conveys to the Am Yisrael, that they too have to hear the turn of Bineimah, so to speak, with the trop, and therefore with the tunes. That is because they too need it when they bring the Bikurim in the Beis Amigdush, the first harvest in the Beis Amigdush. So that's when they're saying there's passages of the tune with the tunes. Uh, just one more thing. I want to conclude. And what, what you said, just by the way, but I, 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 based on this Roget Shover, you'll take out a Shulchan Aruch, Hilchah There's one whole simon in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch has a whole controversy on how you meant to, you know, we read a special tune, every Shabbos we read the tunes, right? The, the trap by the Sefer Torah. But on, on Simchas, on Simchas, on Matan Torah, there's, you know, there's the Tam Elyon and the Tam Tachton. And it, the tunes, the Psukim, the breakup of the Psukim come out different, etc., etc. So there's a special halacha, a whole similar to Shulchan Aruch, dealing with how, that, how Matan Torah on Shavuos, it has to be read differently. So there's a whole lengthy exposition found in the Rav and the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, which, by the way, if you look in the Beer Halacha of the Mishnah Brewer, you'll find word for word quoted from the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, and he says he found his Beer in Achorinim, he doesn't quote the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, but it's much verbatim from the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, the Beer Halacha and the Mishnah Brewer, it's a known without quoting the Alter Rebbe. I don't call it plagiarism or not. Chaz V'chalil, Chavetz Chaim was a holy yid. So maybe it's from the publishers. Whatever the case is. Bechol, uh, or you can check it out, we'll see. So why are Martin Turner? You make such a fuss on how to read the tunes. So the poskim say, because it is dependent on how the breakup of the Dibris was. Because you take a look, you'll see, if whoever's going to study that, that chapter, we shall have an oracle, see. Because it has to be read in such a manner the way Hashem gave it by Martin Turner. So therefore, the tunes will change the breakup of the, of the Dibrois, of the Ten Commandments. But based on what the Roget Shavar is saying now, it could be the reason why there's such a whole issue about the tunes of Matan is because there's this, because of this Mechilte, that there's a special message that HaKadosh Baruch is not just speaking to the Am Yisrael and to Meshur Rabbeinu. He's speaking to, to them, He's speaking to them with Trump. So the manner when we want to have Matan Torah and relive it and re-experience it again, we don't just read the Kriyas Torah from the Torah Shemiksav. We also incorporate it the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it. And how did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say it? I said it with the tunes, with the trop. In the middle, therefore, we say it in such a manner. Okay, with this we end and have a good night. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm